Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Another edition of the Baltimore Beatdown podcast. It is Sunday night, October sixteenth. My name is Jake Luke. Running you guys a little a uh, little solo recap show here uh, after the week six game. Uh, Ravens at New York Giants up at MetLife Stadium uh, in New York, New Jersey. I don't know what it is. I guess it's New Jersey. Who could say they're a New York team in New Jersey? So that's stupid. And that's one thing that I hate about them among many things right now. Uh, but yeah, Ravens go up there. And uh, after a, uh, a nice, really nice win um, over the Bengals on Sunday night, they had a little momentum going. It felt like after getting to three and two, following a little bit of a tumultuous start. And uh, you feel like maybe they're going to ride that momentum. They're going to go up and uh, face off against a team that, uh, yeah, hey, they were sitting at uh, three and one or four and one even at the time, but uh, felt like they were overachieving a little bit, maybe getting a little bit more out of their talent there with Daniel Jones at quarterback with some of the other stuff that they had going on than they should be. And um, yeah, I guess the prevailing thought was that the Ravens would be able to get it done. They were six point favorites going into this one, I believe. And um, yeah, it. Uh, turned out to be that these were much more evenly matched teams or two teams that were much more evenly matched than I think people were expecting. The fact that you had Saquon Barkley riding a little bit of a hot hand, that uh, you had Daniel Jones running a little bit of a hot hand, that you had a Giants coaching staff that, like I said, it feels like they're maximizing things a little bit uh, with, is that Zeej in the comments there? Sorry for anyone uh, listening on a uh, podcast form here, but uh, I'm just calling something out in the comments here. If you want to hop in here, just let me know. I will provide you with the link uh, and we can talk this thing out because, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of emotion today, I think. Maybe not as much as emotion as uh, experienced in the game uh, a la the Dolphins game would be. Hang on one second. Let me see if I can get a get a co-host in here. Probably should have just asked him beforehand, but uh, that is the life of the podcasting game sometimes. Um, but yeah, it, it just kind of, it feels like there is some emotion attached to this for sure. But weirdly, 
not as much as what we saw with the Dolphins game where it just felt like it kind of came out of nowhere. It was such a shock to the system that uh, people were fired up, um, myself included. I got into the studio after that game and just kind of really let it rip and uh, was really hot, really animated because I felt like this team was better than that. And uh, now, after watching what happened today, I'm not sure they are better than that. I'm not sure what they are right now. I've said, and I think we've all kind of felt that this is maybe a little bit of an identity-less football team right now. The Ravens, they don't know what they want to do, what they want to be. It's just been uh, been been tough sledding in some of these games. But like I said, it finally felt like they were, uh, they were getting somewhere after that win over the Bengals. And um, they just go out there and... <laughs> They play another solid three quarters here against the Giants, and it looks like they're going to go and win that game when they were up, uh, I believe. They might have even been up 10 points uh, when they had the third down and one. And you get a quarterback sneak, a successful quarterback sneak run with Lamar Jackson, which is, you know, you don't see that every day. But uh, illegal formation called uh, on the play there with Ronnie Stanley with uh, I believe, I think Drake, ultimately, he was kind of the one at fault there, but they, they called Stanley on it, who Stanley had a good game, so that's a nice sign. But um, that backs them up into a third and six after they really should have converted a, a third down into a first down, going into Giants territory, up 10 points, I believe. Um, or they might have only, it might have only been three at that point. I'm not even totally sure at this point. Zeke will be jumping in here and uh, helping me sort through this, but uh, just less than the Dolphins game where it felt just like, you know, I was pretty fired up, pretty passionate because I thought they were better than that. It just kind of feels pretty numb right now. feels a little bit dull because like I said, it just, I don't, I don't know what this team is. I don't know if they really are that much better. I don't know if they're underachieving. I said the word overachieving with the Giants. I don't know if they were underachieving up to this point. I don't know if this idea that these reinforcements that are on the way with Tyus Bowser, David Ojabo, Gus Edwards, are really going to help push them over the top. Um, I think that's certainly going to help. And I think the fact that the schedule maybe gets a little bit easier is going to help. You got the Browns coming up at home uh, next week. Then you got to go to Tampa Bay, play a Sunday night game. Tampa Bay, a beatable team right now. They, they're dealing with some stuff that goes beyond just Tom Brady, but uh, that's certainly a part of it. Um, and yeah, it's just, what is this team right now? They're three and three. They're 500. Bill Parcells, your record or you are what your record says you are. And yeah, it just feels like somebody in the comments said they're mid. I mean, yeah, you might be right right now, man, because they can't put a complete game together to save their lives. I think they kind of did against New England a little bit, but they gave up plenty of, you know, their fair share of big plays in that game. Uh, you know, relied on some some turnover luck to uh, help them win that one. Um, relatively complete game against the Bengals. Lamar actually had some struggles in that game, though, which are kind of papered over by the fact that he led that game-winning drive. And uh, I think that's another storyline to really take out of this game that a lot of people are going to be talking about, some people aren't going to want to talk about, is the fact that Lamar has been bad for three weeks now um, for large stretches of these games. Um, at the very least, I mean, I think he was... Bad against the Bills. He was bad at times against the Bengals. He threw the bad interception. And then uh, largely, largely bad today as uh, Zeke hops in here. And uh, what is your initial reaction to this one? Just frustration because I feel like my prediction was right. Like, it feels like they should have won this game by 20. Am I wrong? Like, they had it. Yeah, I, like, I mean, that is... 
that is frustrating and i think that's a good point it feels like they're beating themselves in these games a little bit which like i don't know like that feels like excuse making but i also don't know if there's any immediate fix to it so i don't even know if that's like a compliment to them because they've just they've continued to beat themselves it's not going anywhere this has been six weeks of this stuff unfortunately this might just be what the team is like if they don't figure out how to fix this this just might be who they are which would be awful could be i mean it's it's probably a little bit a little bit much to say awful they're just like not it's well, i mean it would be awful for us like they would just suck that if this is the team where they're oh yeah yeah i see what you mean yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, and you're you're probably it's a waste of potential. It is. It is because they're they're talented enough to be winning these games, and uh, that kind of goes into the idea that they're beating themselves because they, in my opinion, they're more than talented, and there are issues. There's there's an issue at wide receiver right now. I think I think that's probably part of the systematic or systemic stuff that we're seeing is the fact that there's just a lack of talent there, and I don't know. It's something that even I, who I, I don't get as crazy about criticizing the front office, but even I said like. This wide receiver thing is a problem. If Bateman goes down, you're in hot water. He went down. They've had a tough, tough stretch on offense without him. So it's just, I don't know, man. It feels like chickens coming home to roost in that department a little bit. It feels like they continue to beat themselves. The penalties, like the penalties, the sloppy play, the getting to the line. I don't know how you fix that. Like we can say that that's coaching and yeah, it probably is to an extent, but as a player, you just you got to get the play call in. You got to get to the line. You got to execute. You got to be, I don't know, got to be a lot it better. It wasn't even that. getting to the line this time. I feel like they've been better with that, like, since they, like, called that out in the press conference. Like, it was four false starts to start the game. Like, I was ready to throw my phone through something. I couldn't believe how many false starts they were. Maybe one of the least penalized teams coming into this game. So people shouting out like, oh, the, the penalties things, this is a coaching issue. The penalties things are not a coaching issue. They've been fine up until now with that. Yeah, and I mean, the coaches I thought were okay in this game. Like the people that are kind of like saying this, that, and the other about the coaches, I just, I don't really get it. Like McDonald, they held a team. I'm, I'm, I'm over the coaches thing until we like get to the end of the season and we see the end result. It's like this team is so week to week, it seems like. That I'm I'm over the I am over the making a decision about the coach until we get to the end of the year. Yeah, and they're also not going to make a midseason move more than likely unless it would be like Roman after like several more weeks of like bad offensive output. Uh, so that's maybe one to monitor, but I don't think Roman's the issue right now. He's getting stuff going in the Roman run game. Roman doesn't feel like the issue. No, he's getting stuff going in the run game. Guys are getting open, even like the not great options at wide receiver that I mentioned. Some of these guys are getting open. Um, Andrews is still doing his thing, and it just, I don't know, man. It's been just been a rough three weeks for Lamar, man. He's really got to step it up a little bit. Like, and it's, I, anyone who's going to like try to decapitate me, like some people did on Twitter today, because I said that he was having issues with his deep balls. Like guys can have bad stretches. Guys can have bad games. He's had a bad stretch. He needs to turn around. That's not a sweeping referendum on his career, on his abilities, on anything. It's just, he, he's got to be so much better right now. He was carrying them for three weeks. He was carrying them I for said, the first three weeks there. No, you're right. Keep going. My bad. No, you're fine. You. He, yeah, he was carrying I them for the first three weeks. Then it seems like maybe the, again, the chicken's coming home to roost there where he just, the, it just feels like a little fatigue, a little frantic energy because he feels a lot of this pressure. Multiple things can be true at once. Lamar can be a good quarterback, a top quarterback in the lead, deserve to get paid, all that. While at the same time, he has struggled the last three weeks. You can't, like, 
you can't say that he hasn't. Like, he clearly has struggled in the last three weeks. He just hasn't been on. That There doesn't need to be sw- some sweeping referendum about that. Like, it doesn't mean he's no longer deserving our contract. He shouldn't be the right. Like, it just means he's struggled. The I'm not ready to make any like things about the wide receiver. I do think they should make a wide receiver move, not because of what happened today, but just because it seems like where they probably need the most help right now. Also, maybe cornerback. But until like I until we start until I look at the film and I see like what the who did what today, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make any like judgments about the wide receivers. He wasn't even looking their way most of the game. All he did look. I'll admit I don't think the offensive line held up as well as they did in the past couple weeks. They looked like they kind of struggled against the blitz today. Yeah, which makes sense. And that's, you know, Wink was definitely going to be dialing stuff up for that. So I totally get it. But I don't know. I just, I, it just feels like it, a little bit of a lack of investment in this passing game uh, is coming home to roost. It just feels that way to me right now. And I, I look at this Buffalo, Kansas City game that just went on and man, weapons galore in that game. Even like Juju Smith-Schuster is like just kind of a mid-level veteran signing that could have been had. And I know the, the Ravens actually funny enough tried to get him and he turned them down. It's like, you got to figure something out here. You got to do better than like whatever you're doing. Did, we, did, did he try? Did they try to get him this second go around? Because they tried to get him last year. So did KC. He declined them both and went back to Pittsburgh. What a, what a, funny, what a funny move on that. Yeah, and no, then I, this I year he went to KC. Year. Did Baltimore try to get him this year? I don't believe they did this year. I think it was just the one time. Okay. So. Yeah. Kind of funny that. It it is it is a little funny. Um, and yeah, Will the Ravens even touch Robbie Anderson now after the whatever he did. Like, or, or are they going to call him a head case and that he would impact the culture? I don't think so, and I don't think they would have to begin with because he actually did have like people are kind of just conveniently forgetting that he did have a very like public legal thing go on uh, that wasn't great like a couple of years ago. Uh, and I'm not. Like, I actually didn't hear about that. No, yeah, he had like a. Uh, <laughs> something with like speed. It wasn't like DV, but it was something with like speeding. And, uh, he got, he got into an altercation with cops or something like that, I think. So I don't know. I don't want to like rebuke his character or anything, but it just feels like something the Ravens aren't going to want to touch. And supposedly the fire sale of Carolina may not actually be happening. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to look at that as a little bit of a, uh, a negotiating tactic by our guy, the, the fucking, the big dick poker player, David Tepper, who's just the the coolest guy in the world until things are going wrong all of a sudden. And he can't, he doesn't have the time of day for reporters. That guy can take a hike, but I don't know if they can't go after Robbie or DJ Moore. I wonder where they go then, but that's a, that's a different conversation. Spencer might have a better idea about that. Yeah, I'm sure. uh, I'm sure he's in the lab cooking stuff up, but um, I don't know, man. It, uh, it just feels like the more things change, the more they stay the same. It feels like one step forward, one step back with this team all season thus far. And uh, I don't know, like, is this just who they are? Ultimately really is the question. I think that's the two. I think that's the two best points is it's, it feels like one step forward, one step back. I think that's a great way to describe it. And after six weeks of everything still being the same, you have to start asking, is this just the team? And with that comes like, Look, I'm not, again, I wasn't saying I wasn't making any sweeping referendums about coaches, and I'm not going to, but if this is who the team is after the season and we're looking back and we were like, yeah, this is just who they were all year, is it time for significant changes? And or I don't want to get into that right now, but it's I'm something not against, that will probably have to be discussed. I'm not against getting into it. There are 500 teams through three weeks or through six weeks. They could be. 
and probably should be at least two games better than that. Um, just looking at you know the math, I, you know they they could they could also they be could worse. be six and zero. Yeah, sure. I mean, and it's just I don't know. I, it just feels like the where it comes where for me, like I'm kind of starting to get okay with having that conversation even when it comes to Harbaugh, is the fact that we're having the same conversations over and over again. Week after week. yeah, Week after week, year after year at this point. I mean, going back to last year, it just feels like there's, a, I don't know when or where it happened, but it just feels like some uh, a crisis of confidence has started to seep in here a little bit. I don't even, like, I don't even know where to go, though. Because, again, like, Greg Roman has been calling good games. Like, when the offense doesn't make their own mistakes. They constantly move the ball. It feels like every time they fail, it's not because of play calling. It's not because of something on great. Like it just feels like it's because the offense doesn't execute. You can go and be like, Oh, Lamar made the wrong read there. Or there was the offensive line can't get set right. Or it's an illegal formation. Or they're false. Like Greg Roman didn't seem like a problem. No, I don't, don't f- think he is. I don't want to fire Mick McDonald. Yeah. No, I, I don't want to fire. One. I don't want to fire. E- I really, I don't want to fire anyone. I don't think firing necessarily fixes like, anything. Like that's Steve Ashadi has said that. I totally agree with him. But at a certain point, like you know, something's got to give here. And you know, I, I'm not even. I'm, does Steve Ashadi need to go talk to EDC, and then EDC has to go talk to like all of them? And like, what is Steve Ashadi thinking right now? Like, this is a guy that wants to win, like get to playoff games, win playoff games, win. Super Bowls, and I mean, I hate to start sounding like Vasilis, but it's been, it'll be 10 years after this year if they don't make it to a conference conference championship game. And what are you, what are you going to start doing about that? They've got, they've got, I, I, I totally get where he's coming from from a macro perspective, but this team shouldn't even be thinking about a fucking conference championship right now. Like they got, they got, oh no, absolutely not. They got to worry about making the playoffs now. Like that's a legitimate worry. Yeah, it just it, and, they need to worry about getting right. Yeah, you got to get yourself right in the head before you even think about that kind of stuff. And like you know, I I love Voss. I was actually just talking to him uh, a couple days ago, so shout out to him if he's listening. Um, I think he gets a little bit crazy in that direction. I think maybe I'm a little bit too soft in the other direction sometimes. But right now, it's just like I can't even think about like conference championships or anything like that. There's just Something needs to be rooted out here. They need a, a cleansing win or two. Like I, I think back to the Seattle win. I was thinking about that win recently. Uh, for some reason, I don't even know why. That just felt like a breakthrough kind of game where you go for it on fourth and one and you score the touchdown. That just felt like an identity forming game. That, that they they that, rode the back of several years, and it just feels like that magic is kind of gone right now. You got to refine that. That touchdown felt like a like. This is this is Lamar Jackson. This is what it's going to be, and they just that. I think that touchdown, like, is literally like the sparking moment of the Lamar Jackson era, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. It, it felt like where where they kind of found themselves, and right now they have lost. I think themselves. they need another. And I like the thing is, is I don't think anything changes this year unless they get a spark from Lamar. I think that's the only thing that can fix this right now. Because to be frankly, he is. Go ahead. Yeah, to be clear, I think that can that can happen at any moment. Like to to all the people that were coming after me for that deep ball tweet, it's just like the guy can turn it around on a dime at any moment. He's one of the best quarterbacks. I expect him to. Yeah, exactly. I I have high expectations of him. I think he can do it. I think he will do it ultimately. But man, they need it sooner rather than later here. Absolutely. 
Yeah. I mean, what other, what other takeaways do you got? I mean, 24 to 20, we didn't even really get into the early side didn't into the, uh, the whole sequence there third down and one, you pick it up on a, uh, a sneak, you get, you get backed up with an illegal formation and then a, a bad snap from Tyler Linderbaum or it wasn't bad, but it came too early. So Jackson wasn't ready for it. Grabs the ball, runs around, try to make a play, throw it up to Pat Ricard and uh, the giants. I think Julian love just all over it. And uh, I just, like, what was that? I don't think I've seen Lamar. I've seen Lamar make bad throws, but the ball came out of his hand. I don't think I've seen him make a worse decision in his life than trying to throw it up to Pat Ricard of all people. Yeah, trying to make a play, trying if, to keep the and game. You wanna alive. like we we want to talk about like people overblow the whole fullback like they play Ricard more over the bait. That that's gonna be a bad look for us if we're trying to defend the whole like Roman Pat Ricard on the field over Bateman take right now because. Yeah, I mean, to Pat Ricard. To me, it's just like just tuck it and run it there. Like try to do something with your legs, and if you don't get it, you don't get it. Or just live to live to live to fight another down. Yeah, it's it's brutal. So interception there by Love. Yeah, that was when they drove down. They scored a touchdown with Barkley, uh, and um, yeah, twenty four to twenty. They come right back out there. All three timeouts, plenty of time to work with. I think a minute 43. And uh, was it, I think, the, literally the first play, Kayvon Thibodeau off the right edge just pops No, the off. first play was the Demarcus Robinson drop. Right. Uh, yeah, naturally. So you get that, and then you get the <laughs> Kayvon Thibodeau just coming off the right edge there, knocking the ball out of out of Lamar's hands. Giants bounce on it, and that's, that's your ball game. So, yeah, I mean, up until that, and I, it's... Honestly, I hate to be this guy, but I was thinking it when this happened. Seemed like a little bit of a ball don't lie situation to an extent because the Ravens were kind of gifted a touchdown there with uh, Mark Andrews when they did not get the snap off in time, and uh, he he makes the catch in the end zone for a touchdown. So Lamar looked really dialed at times. Like that drive was really good. We talked about it on Twitter, um, and uh, he finished it off with a good check, threw it to Andrews, dropped it in the bucket for the touchdown. All of a sudden, you're up ten points from That's there. A beautiful drive. Yeah, it was and. It came. It, it was definitely a Jekyll and Hyde type day for the offense because they were driving early in the game a couple different times into giant territory. And then what do we talk about? They just shoot themselves in the foot, back themselves out of Tucker's field goal range once. Then they get to the precipice of it with the 56 yard line and he can't make all of them. So he misses a 56 yarder, doinks it off the uh, left uh, goalpost there, I believe. So that's six points off the board right there that really could have helped you at the end. This offense just has to stop shooting themselves in the foot week in and week out. That is step number one for me to get this thing back on track. Yeah, you know how good Justin Tucker is when people are shocked at him missing a 56-yarder. I actually didn't even watch it because I just I saw him lining up the field goal and I went to go grab like go grab a drink and I came back and I'm like, wait, why is there no score? Yeah, no, I was, he, I was shocked. He he can't hit them all. 56 is re- it's really hard. Like, oh no, like you can't, you can't. He makes the shit look easy. Him, like, yeah, he makes the shit look really easy. So good on him. But yep, he uh, he clanks that one. And um, yeah, I don't know. It just still, even from there, it, it just felt like a game the Ravens could win. Giants didn't really do a ton on offense. Barkley got bottled up pretty well by the defense. I thought McDonald did a good job in this game. And um, yeah, they, they contained Daniel Jones through the air too. Wandale Robinson had a touchdown. Then I think Bellinger had what would wind up being um or no he didn't score what would wind up being the winner but he got them uh close uh to the 20 to 17 touchdown just yeah they really they didn't do much but brian dayball is is coaching his ass off and um he, he i think he and what they've got going on over there with wink and uh all those all those guys i think 
I, I wouldn't say that proved to be the difference in this game because, like I said, I thought the coaching was fine for the Ravens. But, um, yeah, just just kind of a brutal stretch. For the, for the people that were trying to tell me that this was on the defense, I, like, I can't really put it on the defense when they only – when they bottle Barkley up to less than four yards of carry. It took him 20 attempts, over 20 attempts, to get to 80 yards. And then they held the Giants to under 250 total yards. And let's, I, again, it's hard to do the if this, then that. It feels like if they, if Lamar doesn't throw that a bad interception, there's a really good chance the Ravens probably limit the Giants to 20 points maximum. And any game where a defense only scores 20 points on you, I said this during the Bills recap, you feel like you've got a good chance at the Ravens winning. Because you've with, got Lamar Jackson. Yeah, with Lamar Jackson at quarterback, you should win those games every time. But the one thing I will say with the defense, the defense disappointed me in the secondary. I Because I said beforehand, I was like, you shouldn't be scared of these weapons. But unfortunately, they weren't able to weren't able to handle Wondell Robinson, who I liked as a rookie, but he's still a rookie. And you've got Marlon Humphrey and Marcus, Peter, Marcus Peters. I think they missed Marcus Williams today, unfortunately. I think that is going to be impactful that we can't forget. Um, I do think they need to go out and see if they can get another corner. I think who, William Jackson the third from D.C. once out, I think he would be great here. So I do think if they're serious about the season and they feel like they can turn it around and make a real playoff run, they're probably going to need a wide receiver, and they're, probably, they're definitely going to need a wide receiver. Let me say that. And they're probably going to need another corner. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I'd be in for anything. It, uh, yeah, it just it felt like. And I guess my last thought on the game, it's just like, I think I'm not that like shocked. I'm not that beaten up by it. I, I think I was a little bit hesitant to uh, go all in on this being a win for the Ravens uh, in the in the pregame because this just it feels like a Giants team that similar to the the Ravens back in the day. They kind of make you do what they do. They turn you into them a little bit with their defense and the fact that they just sort of run the ball and complete passes here and there a little bit. You know, Daniel Jones was sharp at times. He didn't really have to do a ton in this game. And uh, Ravens just, they, they just couldn't keep up with them ultimately uh, when when the chips were down. I mean, they were, they were playing on the front foot for most of the game, but ultimately the Giants, they put themselves in position to make plays and then they went out and executed, which the Ravens did the opposite of. No, yeah. I mean, I said the Giants would only score about, I think I predicted 17 points. They were just over that with the extra touchdown off the interception. Um, I think they did what I said they should do. They bottle up uh, bottle up Saquon, and then you trust in your secondary to hold um, a slightly above average throwing Daniel Jones. I'll give him that after that. He was consistent today. He was clean. He didn't do anything crazy, but he did. He made every throw that he needed to and didn't make mistakes, and that makes you slightly above average because um, people make mistakes and if you avoid them you're going to win games so Daniel Jones avoided making mistakes he made all the throws he needed to and this secondary couldn't stop Wandale Robinson and Darius Slayton and Bellinger so very true yeah. well uh, you know there's just really not a whole lot to say on this one to be honest I think we, we kind of covered it it just feels like a uh a state of numbness, a state of depression with this team right now, as opposed to uh, any sort of feeling like I, I've had with some of these other losses. So, you know, they got next week. Yeah, against- not even, despite how bullish I was, I was like, they should win by 20. I'm not even, 
I'm not even like I wasn't even mad afterwards. I was just like, um, okay, I guess like this is what we're doing this year. Like this, it, it kind of just finally hit me. I'm like, all right, I guess this, this is this is how this year is going to be. Like they're yeah, they're certain, not going at a certain point. You just you are yeah yeah you are who you are at a certain point. And um, I know I know with 17 games, you're only six games in. It's not that that you know far into the season yet, but the clock is starting to tick here a little bit. You you really gotta. You gotta, you gotta start making some changes before bad habits set in, um, and it seems like they kind of already are to an extent. So, yeah, uh, just a, a rough one. We're not really feeling a ton uh, after it, which is really not a good sign. Ravens fall to three and three. They got the Browns at home next week, which is a winnable game. And then the Buccaneers uh, in Tampa Bay Sunday night football two weeks from now. So get excited. This division. Uh, I think Tampa. Tampa's Thursday, I believe. I think Tampa's a Thursday night. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I love that. So <laughs> very yeah. exciting stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, good news is this division still kind of sucks. I mean, the actually the Steelers got win today. so bad. Yeah, Bengals kind of they got out of New Orleans by the skin of their teeth, but Ravens have a game in hand on them. So Ravens still first in first place in the AFC <laughs> somehow, uh, some way. All this all this numbness can be relieved by knowing that we still have the division somehow, yeah. some way. Yeah, it can. Let's 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 give it. If, let's give us a look, spark if, next week. If Pittsburgh, if the TJ Wattless Pittsburgh Steelers and Mitch Trubisky coming in for a concussed, uh, oh god, I can't even think of his name. Spenny um, Pickett. Kenny Pickett um, can come in and can beat. Uh, Tampa, then surely the Ravens can somehow figure it out. I, I pray to God they can figure it out because I don't want to see the reactions to to that. Oh, that 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 is going to be a probably it's probably the toughest game remaining on the schedule. They can, but will they? Uh, tune in to find out. <laughs> Thanks for joining me here, bud. Uh, on a, no, I, we didn't even really plan this, but I saw you in the comments. I figured, why the hell not? Uh, on the short notice here, uh, why don't you let the people know where they can find you and f- <laughs> find your stuff? <laughs> I don't even know what we're laughing at this time. At perp underscore black veins, uh, read everybody's and mine's and my stuff on Baltimore Beatdown. Very true. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Podcast Beatdown. You can follow Spenny at Ravens Four Dummies. That's the number four. I'm sure he'll have a little film room episode up at some point this week. Uh, maybe with Cole. Maybe not. Uh, breaking down what just went wrong in this one. Uh, you can find me at Jake Luke. That's L O U Q U E. Thank you guys for tuning into a uh, depressed, discombobulated episode recap show uh, of this of this pod. And we'll talk to you again very soon. Yes, sir. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? 